Hello and welcome to the Goat Life Podcast, the premier podcast from the folks at JB Racing Goats. In this podcast, we talk about the everyday challenges that come with raising breeding goats, as well as the fun we have while doing it. To find out more about JB Racing Goats, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or on the web at jbracinggoats.com. Just one small disclaimer, the information on this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of trained professionals. Be sure to consult your local veterinarian for any medical advice. Now enjoy the show. Well, hello again. I'm JB. I'm Chloe. And this is another episode of The Goat Life. We're really excited to see some folks out there listening to our podcast. Yeah. So we hope you're all excited to hear the next episode of what's happening at JB Racing Goats. All right. So um, episode number four. It is uh, August, and what does that mean for us here, Chloe? The hottest month of the year. Yes, the hottest month of the year. It's uh, the month that we we dread here. <laughs> now, why, why don't you why don't you tell the listeners exactly where we are? I mean, not um, don't give them our address. You know, <laughs> we don't want hundreds of people showing up <laughs> at our door, but you know. Um. So we live in South Texas. Um, can I say which city mm-hmm. near? Um, we're right outside of San Antonio, so you know, in the hill country mm-hmm. area. And the city name is Maiko. Maiko, and Maiko is a extremely small town <laughs> in Texas, which we have many, many small towns in Texas. Yeah. We have um, we have a bar. We have a couple bars. Yeah. Couple couple no actually yeah one stoplight we have a stoplight now they changed one of our blinking lights to a stoplight so that shows potential and we have a volunteer firehouse right that's kind of the city center that's where all the fun activities are at the uh, myco volunteer firehouse but yeah we're a little little tiny town in the hill country so it's august we thought today we would talk about the texas heat now whenever whenever uh, family members who live you know up north those uh yankees they uh <laughs> are you know they they we get to summer and they start asking about the goats and they're like are the goats okay are the goats gonna survive and um so we we uh we tell them all the time you know goats are fine the the type of goats that we have chloe are, are what um we mostly have boar goats right and they're actually originally african boar goats so um you know naturally they're used to hot yeah environments and same for the nigerian dwarfs um they originate from africa as well mm-hmm. so you know they're pretty good at the heat yeah so this texas heat isn't too much you know for them to worry about however we do have a number of things that we do during the summer especially in the month of august to try to help them um you know cope um one of the first things is the feeding times so when do we feed um i feed them um in the evening feeding so i try to do more like something between six o'clock and six thirty because it's a little bit cooler then yeah 
And I do the morning feeding, and that's usually about 7.30. Yeah. And so we feed them outside of the hottest times of the day. That's one of the things that we do. It's kind of hard for us to be out there during the heat, too. Yep. We're not as good as in, in the heat as the goats. That's right. Our our uh, genetics have not um, provided the same amount of tolerance as the goats have. Mm. But we do feel bad for the goats in the, the heat in August. We see them panting and, you know, everything. But um, so we, we feed them during during uh better times whenever they're going to be a little bit more hungry you know Mm -hmm. you're usually not hungry when it's when it's super hot out and then the second thing what do i always tell you is the most important part water water that's right actually all year round yeah water is the most important part but in um especially in this time of year in the in the texas heat so we um use uh buckets for water and um, I don't know if you've you've seen what how some people use uh, watering systems have you seen any of those I don't know if you remember that the Gibson's had a watering system no I don't I don't know you don't remember that well you know a lot of uh, a lot of folks who have goats they'll they'll actually keep like a watering system that will just constantly flow with water and keeps itself full and everything um, we use buckets because we we show goats, yeah. and when you're at a show, they have to drink out of buckets. Mm-hmm. So that way, they're already trained to uh, to drink out of buckets. So we do it all with buckets. And how many buckets do we fill? Uh, let me see. We probably do like five buckets in total. We also do have a few um, troughs, though. Yes. Yeah, and so we have some goats who stay inside yeah. the barn, and it's not they're not in the barn. They they're in a, a pen that's attached to the barn, yeah. so they can go in and out of the barn. Yeah. Um, and then we have other ones who can go in and out of a different part of the barn, but they're open to the grazing field. Yeah. So the trough is where. Yeah, the trough is for the um, goats that. Um, they're mostly in the outside grazing. Yeah. yeah, we always keep that full because that is at least going to be a water source for all of those goats. Yeah. And um, then we have that big blue bucket, the big blue one that's connected to the the barn. Yeah, which it's, it's kind of like a trough more than a bucket, I guess. Yeah. But but that's like their favorite. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. Even if it's dirty, they're yeah. always that's the first one they go to. That's right. They all drink out of that one first, even though it, whether it's dirty or not, they they go for that one first. <laughs> um, maybe because of the blue, it like I don't know, looks like more watery or something. <laughs> well, it might be because um, goats are red green colorblind. Um, most livestock are, so it's probably like a Ooh. special color to them i did not know that so what does that mean if they're red green colorblind they can means, or can't see red green it means red and green blend together so red and green would look brown to them oh yeah so all those pretty buckets we have that are red and green they just think they're all brown buckets <laughs> yeah it looks like they dirt to them oh that's very interesting i bet you that's true that's probably why they like that one so much yeah who wants to drink out of a dirty bucket right <laughs> So we have a bunch of buckets and a trough, and then we fill it multiple times a day this time of yes. year. 
yeah, it's it's actually pretty easy in other times of the the year to not have to do you know this constant replenishing, but sometimes like at least two, sometimes three times a day that we yes. change the water. Um, and then the other thing we do is electrolytes. Yeah. And we don't always do electrolytes, but um, we just started something new today, even with electrolytes. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, you want me to explain? What sure, we do? explain what we do. Um, so in our water tank, that's where we keep our water, because um, we don't have a, like a line out there. But um, we put electrolytes inside the tank, so that way when we fill up their water, you know, it's already good to go with electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. So we instead of putting them in the buckets, we now just fill yeah. them in the tank, and we have special electrolytes that are for tanks that I got mm-hmm. from the feed store. Um, however, it is yellow. <laughs> We've had like, you know, pinkish. We've had orangish. This one's definitely yellow, kind of yellowish green. It actually looks a little like um, pee, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's electrolytes. Yeah, so right now, hottest time of year, try to keep electrolytes in their water all we can. Yeah, I remember last year, um, we got like this giant ice cube. I don't know, did we like fill like a cup of water or something? <laughs> we did. And freeze it. Yeah, yeah we should really, do that for them too. They really like that. They I did. do that for um, Xander. He's our puppy, Great Pyrenees. Um, I put ice cubes in his water. He really likes that. Keeps him hydrated. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. like to drink hot water. Can't blame no. him. Yeah, I can't blame him. Of course, the ice cubes only last for like a <laughs> They <minute>. melt <laughs> yeah. right away. But for that minute, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, feeding schedule water, um, shade, right? Shade's the yeah. other big thing. So we make sure that no none of the goats have to sit out in the sun, you know, all day long. Yeah, we've got a lot of trees on our grazing pasture. They're pretty shady, so yeah. they've we always some, got shade. We have some big live oak trees back there that provide a significant amount of shade. And then we have a picnic table there that they like yeah. to lay on and everything. And the other thing is, since we have a barn, we give them barn access. They both have barn access. Or both groups have barn access, but they have access to different parts of the barn. Yeah, like we kind of have it split to um it's not quite in half but yeah no yeah so that way they can all go in and out of a barn um the grazing goats tend to like to sit in the barn and on the bench and under the bench and stuff like that so it's shady i don't know maybe it's cooler to them (laughs) and then we have one other thing inside the barn yeah, we have like a wall fan. Yeah. It's kind of really high up, so, um, you know, they don't chew on the wires or anything. But it did wonders in our barn when we got yes. that. Yeah. We are, our barn we is, is pretty open. Yeah. You know, we have a big window on one side and we have a big door on the other side and doors on each of the sides. But still, it would get pretty stagnant yes. in there. So we... Um, yeah, we added the wall fan, and that way they sometimes want to stand in front of it, and sometimes they don't, but they can move yeah. around and get inside the breeze or away from it, and that helps them be able to regulate their own temperature. 
Um, you know what? Since we have some listeners now, maybe some of our listeners have ideas on how yeah. they keep their goats cool in maybe they don't have Texas size <laughs> heat, but every goat is acclimated to the region that it lives in. So, you know, it's whatever it is, however hot it is in the summer, it's going to be hot for those goats. So if anybody has any ideas, they can send, they, they can email us, right? Yeah. Did you know we have an email address for our show? Yes, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, JB at jbracinggoats.com. So, yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> People who have ideas, email them to us there. and We'll talk about them. We'll try them out first, make sure they work for our goats. But it's always fun. That's one of the great things about a goat community is you always have ideas that you can share and learn from other people and see what other people do. We read a lot online too. Yes, we do. Try to figure things out. Um, Yeah, but that's, that's it. This is, that's basically our big focus right now is getting through August, getting them through that hottest part of the year and getting them through that part that... Um, you know, they're more likely to dehydrate and more likely to have uh, urinary tract problems and stuff if they're not getting enough water. So, um, yeah, that's 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 what we're doing right now. That's the big focus. All right, our next topic, we are going to have a new um, a new feature to the show that we're going to start this week. It's called... What is it called, Chloe? Um, the Goat of the Week. The Goat of the Week. So we thought what we would do is introduce you to one of our goats each week. And, you know, we don't actually have the goat here <laughs> in the house with us. So we're not going to introduce you that way. But we're going to talk about the goat. And then we will put a picture of the goat um, on Instagram once or twice this week so that you can actually see the goat that we're talking about. So, who is this week's goat, the goat of the week? Chewy. Chewy. All right, Chewy. Tell us about Chewy. Um, well, he's obviously looks like a boar goat. Mm-hmm. Um, the person that we got him from said that he was like half boar and like half pygmy, isn't that what he said? That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look pygmy at <laughs> all. He's really tall. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what is, what's his full name? Um, Chuleta. Chuleta. And what does Chuleta mean in Spanish? Um, pork chop. That's right. So <laughs> Chewy. was going to be a meat goat. Not, I don't yeah. think he really meant him to be, but that's what you said. <laughs> uh, I think we did mention that maybe we were going to um, do uh, meat goats for for that the group of yeah, goats that I don't we think got, that's, I don't think you intended him to be a meat goat at yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so whenever we got him um I fell in love with Chewy. He is my goat. And um so I never was going to let him actually be uh, <laughs> taken to the market. And when we say meat goat, we mean that we're going to raise him and then we'll take him to the market afterwards yeah. and you know, I mean that's what goats are mainly used for especially yeah. boar goats you know they're they're really market goats we could probably call them market goats to be a little bit more 
Yeah, I don't think people use boar goats for milk that no. often. So no, yeah, they're not they're not big milk producers. Or they produce a lot of meat, though. Yeah, so Chewy um, Chewy is an interesting goat because um, he. Uh, well, when we started going to Joseph, right? Yeah, we did take him because he was just too ornery. He, I think we've talked about him before. He wasn't yeah. fixed properly, so he was really acting like a buck. Yeah, and, I mean, he was friendly towards people, yeah. but towards our other goats, he was, yeah, definitely buckish, I'd say. Yeah, and he got them all routed up. So yeah. one, once we got rid of Joseph, though, Chewy stepped into that lead goat position. <laughs> and Chewy is much calmer. Yes. So he keeps our, our, our flock... Uh, <laughs> a little little uh, calmer than than we've had in the past so we really like that we like having chewy as lead goat now we have had some medical issues with chewy haven't yes, we yes sadly yes do you want to walk through a little bit of his medical history since well, you're the vet in training <laughs> well um when we got him he was like you know he was really friendly like super duper friendly yeah. which i don't think and he was like, you know, not running. He was just really. You he just know, wanted to mellow. sit with you, yeah. Yeah, and I guess we didn't really think much of it because um, the breeder we got him from, you know, they had kids, and when we were picking him up, the kids were holding him and all that. So, I guess that, you know, didn't seem unusual at all. But I don't know. Was I don't know? Did he really like not? I don't remember him really having much of an appetite. Yeah, really, not so. really. Yeah, I mean, he was still little, so I don't know when he was weaned or any of that, but... He was probably weaned a little earlier yeah. than he should be, because when he came to us, he didn't wasn't really interested in the bottle, so we put him right on food. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so he was he was not a super energetic, you know, no. he was, he, we, we used to cut, tell us, say he was like a puppy, he'd just sit at her feet <laughs> and want to be pet, just follow you around. And um, then at one point, he started having problems urinating. Yeah. And um, we took him to the doctor. And do you remember what it was called that he has? Um, urinary calculi. Right. That's right. And um, so we got some medicine from the first vet. Yeah, which they didn't really work with goats that often. Yeah. So, you know, they probably weren't as good definitely right they weren't as, as, the other as versed and then um well when i was out of town once it came to a head right and yeah um we had to take him in and he got a surgery to help relieve his uh urinary tract yeah and that kept him what for probably about a year yeah that yeah. Yeah, we didn't really have any problems for a long time after that. And then, poor guy, I was skin, I was traveling for work, and he had uh, another problem, and um, do you remember what happened that time? Yes, he got bloated, Mm -hmm. and you had called the vet and scheduled an appointment. You had told the vet that um, if he wasn't doing good... By time, um, I think it was like till Monday or something, you would bring him in, but that was too late. <laughs> um, I do remember you had 
bought like a medicine or something mm. that you wanted to try. I guess like we didn't really understand how serious bloating was. So. Well, what it actually was is we thought it was bloat. Oh, yeah. He and definitely looked bloated. Right. He was yeah. bloated, but we were treating him for bloat only to find out that his, um, uh, his, uh, what's it called? Um, where the, <laughs> where he stores the urine, come on. Um, his bladder, his bladder, <laughs> here it is. His bladder had burst. And yes. so, um, his, his urinary tract was completely clogged up. But um, we took him to our favorite vet in Fredericksburg. Yeah. And they were more than happy. They did a little surgery on him. Mm-hmm. They fixed up his bladder, got him all cleaned out. Yeah. And you remember um, they had inserted a tube mm-hmm. into his bladder of him urinate, but he pulled it out. Yes. So... The night before it was supposed to be removed, he pulled it out on his own. So they had to do another surgery. Yes. And fix that. But that's when they figured, found out that he had too much scar tissue. So if he ever had that problem again, they couldn't, um, you know, they couldn't yeah. do another surgery. Yeah. So um, Chewy is, um, he now has um, the, uh, uh, what is the the something chloride um, ammonium chloride ammonium chloride that we we give him every other day mm-hmm. um just to keep um his uh tracks clean and yeah. flowing and that seems to be doing the trick so yeah, he hasn't had any problems since yeah then, so and we we give him enough that he should probably never have problems you know as long as we yeah. keep him on track with that so yeah that's chewy we uh i may give him a little bit of uh extra attention and maybe spend a little bit more on Chewy than I would on Well, that's goats, because Chewy is, you know, your favorite. That's so. right. He's my favorite. That's why we started with Chewy for Go to the Week. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to learn more about what's happening at JB Racing Goats, you can check out our website, which is jbracinggoats.com. We have merch there. You can buy merch yeah. from, from the website. Well, it, it takes you over to Etsy for that. Um, and we have a Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash jbracinggoats. And then Instagram, which is at jbracinggoats. So Instagram is where we do our adorable um, baby goat pics. <laughs> and so uh, we have a fantastic photographer in our family, my wife, mm-hmm. who who dresses them up and does fantastic pics of them. So um, they're super adorable. They're super adorable. So check that out. Um, And you can learn more about what we're doing and what's going on there. And then we will just keep you updated every week here on the podcast. Is there anything else that we want to talk about before we sign off? Think of. All right. Well, this was episode four. I think we're going to call this the Texas Heat. And uh, my name is uh, J.B. Bertoft. I'm Chloe. And uh, this is The Goat Life, the podcast from J.B. Racing Goats. Y'all have a great week.